Welcome to Garage Logic Podcast number 53, November 29th, 2018. Man, back in 1875, it was 25 below on this day, but as recently as 1998, it was 62 degrees. That would have been a great day to go to Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Store, even though it would have been a nice day in 1998. You still need to get to Fratelloni's to load up on all your winter space management needs. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. This just in from Lanny, uh, Lanny Frame. What was the context in which I was advocating that? Do you remember? Yes, it was uh, It was Canada. You wanted that. No, I wanted it here. Well, you wanted it here, but I think we, you stole a page from, there must be. Ottawa? A, maybe it's Ottawa where they, they freeze the canal or it freezes. Oh, no, it freezes. And you, and people skate up and down. Well, a couple of years ago, maybe it was many years ago, I was uh, lamenting the fact that, or not lamenting, I was proposing that wouldn't it be neat if you had a skating path all throughout the cities, both Minneapolis and St. Paul. Oh, mm-hmm. cool, yeah. And this guy, Lanny, just sent this in. Years ago, do you remember the crew discussing the ice skating river Joe thought would be a great addition to GL? Had the families out skating, warming huts, food, etc. It exists. He was thrumming, th- he was thrumming through uh, Bookface and <laughs> happened upon it. It's located in Giethoorn, Netherlands. 25 kilometers of skating canals throughout the town. Thought I would share it with you. Brought back a great memory of that episode. And he sent pictures. It's exactly yeah. what I had in mind. I'm looking at the pictures right and now. And you think these food trucks now are you know a big deal if they just park on a curb somewhere? Oh, Can man. you imagine skating around yeah. and there's one in a little copse of <laughs> pine trees or something? Yes. Huh? You roll right up to the church. There's a great picture of a church here. You skate right up to the church. You well, skate the mass. There's a tiny one in Edina, the Centennial Lakes. It's not anywhere yeah, near that's just, this, uh, but that's, that's like a mini lake. And what's the thing in Minneapolis, uh, the long bike trail uh, below ground? What am I thinking of? That, uh, the, that runs east the, to west. Uh, the Minnesota Bike Trail. What is it called? The one that runs along the river? No, uh, it runs from about... Uh, Hennepin, uh back to the Mississippi. Uh, it's uh, it's below grade. It's a uh, it's a uh, it apparently is what an abandoned rail uh, situation. Oh, for Pete's sake! Once in a while, a biker will get mugged down there. That type of thing. Midtown Green. Yeah, that's it. Midtown Greenway. That's it. Why not flood that? Well, you could skate from one end of town to the other. <clears throat> is it protected your- from the elements? What do you mean? Well, you said it's underground, right? So it, no, 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 no. He just no, means it's, no. it's, it's below, below grade. Oh, below grade. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Uh, that I would ain't be skating good. in no underground well, tunnel. That's what I was gonna get. At. No, no, I ain't doing that. <laughs> no, but I, you would get you would get protests from bikers that have that huge uh, those huge wheels. Oh, the big fat that bike in Minnesota. How am I supposed bikers? to bike in yeah. January? Yeah. All right. Fat Mike Brewery. Space management uh, questions are uh, rearing up again uh, based on this uh, very modest snowfall and a forecast of as high as 40 degrees around these parts tomorrow. 
November 30. Yes. I'm not shoveling. Uh, I gave it a little bit of effort when I was brushing off some cars this there's morning. A, there's but... a few areas where I might scrape, yeah. but I'm not going. Uh... I did the steps. Yeah, I'm going to get the steps. I did the steps. And I don't get papers. Uh, we, I have a carrier who, if we get an inch of snow, I'm not exaggerating. I just don't get papers. You didn't get a paper? No. <laughs> and I attribute that to he's got the bad, uh, he's got the bad winter car. We, uh, our guy has a convertible. And he was using the convertible the other day <laughs> to deliver papers. He's a great, he's in South St. Paul. He's a great letter carrier. And I just got today's newspaper with the card in there saying, hey, how you doing? I'm out. Wait, wait a minute. Uh, you, you, you threw a different, a couple of different things there that I'm trying to sort out. Yeah. Is he your paper carrier or your postal carrier? Paper carrier. Newspaper. I got the newspaper this morning. With a card inside what the bag. What was the card? Looking for money? I'm Al. Uh, you know, yeah. and, but Merry he, you know Christmas. What? He does a great job. I'm giving. I'm sending him a tip. Well, yeah, and I, I, I do that too. And I've always been tempted to give my guy more yeah. than I do. Yeah. But based on today. He makes it hard to do no, that. No, he, he's right. making it too difficult right. for me. I don't know him personally because I'm never up when he finally delivers right. them. But. Occasionally, there's I no am. excuse for not getting me a paper in a one-inch snowfall. No, and uh, for me, this guy's great because the guy before him, um, once it was on top of the car, you know, I mean, he didn't even. I can throw it over my car. It was on the roof of the car. So this guy is is a great improvement to the last carrier we had. Hmm. Well, uh, Bert writes, uh, it is a space management. Is it a space management day, or do I pull a bender? I don't know what that means. Oh, I mean, maybe he wants to start a scramble or something. Got it. Right. Uh, it's likely to melt soon. Uh, oh, I did space management. If you let it sit, you get the compaction. Then yeah, it's gas time. But 40. He's losing me here. Oh, well, the, he's saying it's gas time. Then it's time to pour gas on the hump. And oh, burn. Yeah, yeah. But we know that doesn't work. Right. You you were there, our experiment on that. Jeff writes, just a thought that may give you and the crew an out, allowing you to be taken off of double secret probation and lower it to just secret probation. As the mayor, I will leave that ruling to you. Listening to podcast number 52 this morning, that was yesterday's podcast, uh, I found myself almost in tears as you had replayed the first cut of John's story about the uh, uh, Mars lander. And yes, you did have everyone stumped when you asked your question. How long did it take to get there? In defense of the crew, I submit to you the uh, wording of your question. You said, when did this plane take off? At no point in the story was there a mention of a plane. The subject of the story is a spacecraft. What follows your question during the rest of the segment was hilarious to no end. The boys uh, of the crew at this time remind me of the Three Stooges attempting to play doctors with lots of dialogue in the cartoon bubble, lots of arm waving and clicking away on keyboards in their feeble attempt to come up with an answer to a question that had nothing to do with the story. Uh, Oh, Reavers did get away with one at the end of uh, Podcast 50 when he threw, uh, when he said, how long does it take my wife to drive three hours? Yeah. No one called him out on that one. Well, John gave me the look, and he was going to, but I, I could tell he wanted to move on. Yeah. I don't blame him. <laughs> and, and and Downing, a frequent uh, contributor, offsite uh, contributor, right. he said, I found it ironically amusing that in the most recent podcast, you were mocked for your use of Post-it notes. Later, you tried but failed to recall a GL axiom regarding snowy sidewalks and wellstone signs. Sounds like you need to write down all of your axioms on post-it notes, and you wouldn't have a problem. He's right. I should have. Yeah, but they still everywhere. can't. I still can't put that 
that Galdang. Uh, I still axiom. can't put that Galdang uh, axiom back together. Mm. Yeah, you'll come to you mm-hmm. on the uh, walking along the Garage Logic service road of life. May I uh, introduce uncharacteristically uh, a National Basketball Association observation? Whoa! Chief among them would be I. It it confounds me why anyone would take this league seriously about anything. Okay. How good is San Antonio? Uh, they're they probably are a middle tier playoff team in the uh, in the Western Conference. Then will you explain to me how the Timberwolves could defeat them by forty points? Yeah, thirty nine, forty. That points? was a bizarre. What one. what is that? It's a how funny do you take league. this league seriously? I, I have a tough time with it as well. I don't take it seriously. Yeah, I, but this, I found myself watching it out of extraordinary amusement. That I, how could this be happening? I blame it on the fact that the season. For the NBA, it is such a long season that guys have decided that there are certain games where if they can tell it's not going their way, they can just check out. Well, I disapprove of that. I I 100% agree with you, but that's that's the league. Why, why, baseball plays 162, and that's less common in baseball, checking out. True, but you, you will see that on you know getaway days where the boys just want to get to the next town. That's right. But More good Lord. I, I just fail to find any reason to take the NBA seriously. It, it just, it's a circus. You never know what you're going to get. Right. And then one night, uh, somebody scores 50 points, and then the next night, he scores 12. Yeah. And yeah. they lose. So you're spoiling. You're spoiling me. If you can do that last night, why aren't you doing it every night? At least 45 or 48 or something like that. Right. It doesn't have to be 50 every night. Sir? Uh, yes. Uh, will you check in with Dummy on line seven, please? Yes. Who is this? Hey, Dummy. Uh, what's for lunch today? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be here during the show? I'm on eastbound 94 crossing the Mississippi right now. Did you cross it twice to get here? <laughs> <laughs> I will if it has. I, I have to. But I have to go to the bathroom, and I have to stop at the cafeteria. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, all right, it's Dummy. tacos. It's, it's tacos. 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 That'd be good for you. Can you call down there and ask him? To no, me no, I cannot. Out. I'm not calling anyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Get out of here. Hang up on him. He works one one lousy day a week. He's late. And he, and and he wants me to place an order yes, for his lunch. Yes. Yes. What is this? So, it's a great deal. It's a, quite the quite the club we have going here. Oh, you're not kidding. Jeez. I have something I want to talk about at length. I find it frightening, and I'm not using hyperbole when I say that. What is it? Very serious? Yeah. Uh, I hope you saw in the St. Paul Pioneer Press uh, the belief of the city council that they must either hide or disguise or put alongside the existing Art Deco artwork. Yeah, at a cost of thirty-four grand in the city council chambers, because they have they're finding it offensive. This is shades of uh, the late Calhoun scam, right? Uh, uh, the art in question is very typical of the kind of Art Deco art that appeared in public buildings in the early nineteen thirties. 
Uh, in the case of St. Paul, that's a that's a shared building. It's a city building, and it's also the Ramsey County Courthouse. It's on the National Register of Historic Places, and that presumably would include the extraordinary art that's in there. Mm-hmm. And again, it was art that was very typical of what was displayed in urban America in the in the early 30s. And so, for example, it's a uh, uh, a white guy in a coonskin cap uh, appearing to have a rifle in his lap, uh, sitting behind a Native American who's paddling the canoe. Uh, there's another one with two black laborers with uh, what appear to be uh, uh, sacks of grain over their shoulder, and they're walking the uh, the plank to get on the uh, the steamboat to load. The grain, mm-hmm. uh, and they're called now in because we have elected the wrong people. Uh, they're they're now being called servants or slaves. Which uh, just stop right there. Uh, a, this was St. Paul. We didn't have slavery. Okay, good point. And B, uh, they were just as likely to be gainfully employed longshoremen. Right. Then there's another one where a porter. A I didn't. Black, even, I didn't even think about that when I I bought into. Okay, go ahead. Then there's a priest who uh, appears to be either preaching or trying to convert, probably unsuccessfully, some Native Americans. You know, a priest <clears throat> with a holding a cross, right. and the uh, and the Indians are kneeling before him. Uh, there's another one with a porter uh, carrying the bags of a white people to the train, and it's all of a period style. It's uh, it's all of an Art Deco style. And now, capriciously, we're going through this. Applying the lens again of modern sensibilities, and we're going to sanitize this history. And I find it appalling. I find it frightening. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I find it terribly frightening that the kinds of people who are attracted to public office are terribly comfortable. Well, you can't even use the word whitewashing. Uh, because that's r- racially charged. Right. They're, they're terribly comfortable attempting to to put out these fires. They're terribly comfortable to run around and and sanitize everything that strikes them whimsically. And so now we're supposed they whitewash these this artwork in other words mm-hmm. because now we're supposed to think that uh, this was insensitive, uh, this is uh, mean-spirited, uh, this is racist. It's none of that. <clears throat> it's it's what got painted in that era, 1932 and the reason you don't sanitize it is you leave it up as an example of how far we've come. <laughs> and we have no elected official. I'm unaware of any elected official. No, we don't. We, we Perhaps don't. in the country who has the resoluteness or the courage, I don't know, I'm not sure courage is the right word, to stand up to these people <laughs> and push back by saying, look, uh, this is entirely representative of a, of a period of art known as Art Deco. And uh, while it is true that we might not paint such stereotypical images today, there was nothing at the time that suggested that the people were being cruel by portraying these images. Are any of the African-Americans in shackles? Do we know? No, Have we seen? No, so they're not. None, uh, none, and again, you none. point out that we didn't have slavery no, here. No, and And so by their logic, and again, I don't find this to be hyperbole. By the logic of these city council people, Amy Bredmoon and Rebecca Necker and Jane Prince and Chris Tolbert. Tolbert is a letdown. Tolbert has never fails a, uh, an opportunity to grandstand his own sense of virtue. <clears throat> wow. uh, by their logic, and I'm not exagger- I'm not being facetious, 
if if they find it problematic that a black porter uh, carried bags onto a rail car, okay, then aren't they going to find pictures of trains problematic from that era? Well, yeah, we can't have any you, of those because that would evoke the idea that well, you know who worked on those trains. Well, so what? Right. Ghost. So black guys were porters on the train. So what? They were employed. Uh, they were working hard, making money. Given it probably wasn't a perfect situation during those times. Well, look, we all we all agree. I can't identify. Uh, I can't identify with that. I can't identify with the automatic assumption uh, that a black guy should should shoulder the, the 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 bag of grain onto the onto the steamboat. Okay. That that. But that's that's what got painted, and what you have to do is learn from that. The other way to say this is: this is gorgeous artwork, gorgeous artwork, mm-hmm. and. I, what we also need are some black people to push back. We have to we have to have some black people to push back and say, we think that's gorgeous artwork. We were I'm happy to see my my uh, brothers and sisters represented in city hall in a national register of historic places. And while it is true that some of these images represent stereotypical thinking, that was what was being thought in 1932. It's not being thought today. So what are you going to do? Are you going to hide the fact that this was uh, what was representative in 1932 merely by hiring new artists? That's that's one of the plans, by the way, to use the 34 grand they no. suddenly found. No. To hire new artists to paint something similar to go alongside this work. Well, I, there's a problem with that. What's that? There, there, whatever the new artists will paint will have to be impossibly unimaginative to not offend anybody. Just right, vanilla? To, yes, exactly. It'll have to be impossibly unimaginative because we are now burdened with a political class that is going the way of the failed academy. They're, they they go to work each morning to play identity politics. They don't go to work each morning to salt the streets. They go to work each morning to play identity <clears throat> politics and find victims. And so after, uh, do the math, 30, 1932 from... 2018 is what? That's 68, 78, 86 years. So so for 86 years, it was okay. Just like for 150 years, Lake Calhoun was okay. Well, so, but, okay, so uh, the new person, the, the artist that they commission, will it be, is it a snapshot of 2018? I have no idea what they'll do. Or is it the artist's they're, they're, they're attempting to fix something that, that absolutely isn't broken, and none of them have the courage to say that. None of them. But on the list of St. Paul's problems, it's, it's that's, not a that's problem. in the basement. It's not a problem. It's gorgeous Art Deco period artwork. And it's very common uh, in city buildings all across the United States from that period of time. The other way, to, there's two other ways to look at it. It's our, as a taxpayer in St. Paul, that's as much my artwork as it is any city council person's. Yes. So they, I have not hired them to act for me to flex their virtue. I don't find, now, I don't find this artwork offensive. Now, people will say, well, that's easy for you to say. You're not black. I, I, I know black people who do not find that offensive. 
Yes. It's not your artwork, Rebecca Necker and Chris Tolbert. That belongs to the people of of the city. It belongs to the people of the city, the people who pay the bills. Get your damn ass out of your chair and go shovel a sidewalk. Right. This is not what you were hired to do. Well, and 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 what I thought artwork always had an you know uh, um an interpretation it, it you can't critique artwork. Sure you, can, you can you can be offended by it, but you don't well, you, can you can't change it. Well, you can critique it. Here's another way to look at it. And I think this is, and I'm by no means a, an expert on Art Deco art. Okay, Johnsy. But I love <laughs> I love the Art Deco works that I see in public buildings. And and and, and again, uh, they power wash it for me. It never occurred to me that we were being specifically uncharitable or mean spirited to a black laborer, for example, merely because he was depicted loading grain onto a steamship. Right. Right. The other way to look at it is if if you take those pictures, and and. And look at them. To me, a theme develops. And I think this is true of many of the public buildings in the United States at the same period of time. And the theme was uh, the moving forward of commerce, people on the go, uh, the, the people getting on the train, uh, the laborers getting the uh, sacks of grain on the steamboat so it could turn around and get back down river and feed people, the... Uh, uh, the, the, to me, it was a sense of, of uh, what's the word? We're I want? building. We're building. Exactly. Onward. Yes. Onward. 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 A sense of onward. And not, now apply the same Lake Calhoun dynamic to this. There was no case to change the name of Lake Calhoun. The case. I've said this many times. The case to have changed the name of Lake Calhoun would have had to have been that you had definitive evidence that the soldiers at Fort Snelling decided to call, what is it? Bidibapadu? De Magaska. De Ma De they decided to call that body of water uh, Calhoun precisely because Calhoun was a slave owner. But that's not why they named it Lake Calhoun. They just named it Lake Calhoun because he was their guy and sent him out here on a surveying crew, and they thought they'd, they'd throw him a little taste. So if someone wanted to come along, I would have been at peace with a movement. Are you paying attention? Yeah, Bidet Makaska. I know. We have it on our, our sounder, too. Right. Uh, we did. We don't have it anymore? Uh, it's a movie. Yeah, it's from a movie. Oh, that's right. We can't. That was uh, James Kahn. Yes. In The Godfather. Bada bing, bada boom, bada boom. God, the rules they put on podcasts I know, are I incredible. Know. I know. We'll follow them until they can change them. Where was I? Uh, oh, I would have been at peace with the Lake Calhoun situation if slavery had been left out of it and, a, and a, uh, some, some reasonable people had come forward and said, you know, let, let's take a re let's let's call this lake by its original native name. Wouldn't that be a nice thing to do? I would have been at peace with that, but you had to put on this dog and pony show that you wanted to make sure I understood how virtuous you were because you're opposed to slavery. Who the hell isn't? Right, I'm in on opposing slavery from yeah. day one. <laughs> I saw roots, man. Mm -hmm. Woo! And now you have the same problem in St. Paul. What is your case? for being concerned about this art. Well, it's offensive. 
No, no, it isn't. A couple people have expressed their uh, yeah. their uh, displeasure so with what? it. Okay, you don't like it. So what? You don't like it. So what? And again, I, I missed your point when I read this. I didn't see this. They weren't slaves. No, no, we didn't have slavery in St. Paul. I believe there's also a Union soldier in one of them. Didn't didn't the uh, Union soldiers go to bat for black people in this country, so uh, to speak? I, if I hit my history is correct, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. But what's the case for this? What's the case except for the political class in the salon to continue to play the dangerous game of identity politics? They're not doing the work they were elected for. They're doing the work hand-in-hand with the failed academy by ferreting out what they believe to be victimization. Even if they have to go back to 1932 and even decry the beautiful, beautiful Art Deco paintings that, you know, they're all trying to out-elbow each other to the front of the class <laughs> saying, mm-hmm. I am more upset by this than you are. Mm-hmm. I am more euphoria. Not a one of them has the courage to say, you being offended by this is preposterous. This was our history. This is who we were. Look at how far we've come. We should never sully this art. Let it stand there as a reminder of how far we've come. And don't worry about it. And move on and do something damn important instead. Right. Like raise my taxes. Yeah, they already did that. <laughs> They're good at that. No, we're poorly led because nobody that nobody that gave the speech I just gave is going to run for office. Right. Who wants to right. who, who wants to be in that environment? What rational, hardworking, competitive, entrepreneurial, successful person wants to be in that political environment? I don't. I can't come up with anybody. So to a man and a woman, they just collapse like dominoes and say, we must do something about this. This is an outrage. Immediately. This immediately. is an outrage that that uh, there are depictions of, of uh, black people actually carrying sacks of grain onto a boat. So what? Go to Long Beach right now. There's lots of black guys loading ships. Lots of white guys, too. And that's why, as we learned yesterday... <laughs> President Ventura will take care of that all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the offsite correspondent Kelsey sent me a picture of oh, that's Ventura, right. <laughs> and he, Ventura didn't look in fighting shape to oh, me. Oh, really? Man, alive. He had the bad Zubas on, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, let's play the game that unfortunately will get played. If you have uh, a city council in St. Paul that's now going to uh, feign their uh, disdain for this artwork because they're they've de- they've deemed it racist what's next this is why it's frightening these people are too terribly comfortable yep. stepping on history they're too terribly comfortable with it they're not wise people they don't know what havoc they're wreaking what will be next more more intolerance by those people. There is there they are the most the left are the most intolerant people in American culture. But they think they're the other. I know. They think they're the opposite. They're unwise. What will be next? Books. Didn't we have to change more some uh, didn't we have to already fool with some paintings in the governor's office at the Capitol? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had to squirrel them away somewhere where no one would see them and be. <laughs> Let's hide them. <sighs> yeah. 
It's just a shame. Uh, and again, if you do your own homework. I did a little bit. This is this is the artwork that was that was very common in in public buildings. Uh, whether whether that's right or wrong, that's what it was. And again, to me, it was an onward. It was it was onward. We're moving forward. We're loading grain onto the ferry boats. We're uh, we're trying to bring Native Americans into our culture, which I don't get me. I, that's neither here nor there. I'm not sure that we were supposed to have done that. Uh, let's get on the train with our suitcases and go to Chicago or New York. But no, that uh, that's not how it's seen. It's seen. It's it, it's. They've 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 torched it. They've power washed it. Well, what's next is the uh, is the most nerve wracking thing because once they uh, put up a picture of a tree in the sun and uh, uh, solar panels uh, to replace these, uh, what they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna hunger for more. What else? Can, look at what I've done here. What other good can I do? And how, how do you like being so untrusted that these fools believe they must act on your behalf? And to protect you from seeing, I've been in those city hall chambers a million times as a reporter over my life, mm-hmm. and I've seen this artwork, and it never once occurred to me that it was done to be intentionally racist, uncharitable, insensitive, or mean spirited. Never once. I looked at it and I admired it for its Art Deco period quality, and I knew exactly what I was looking at because I've seen it in other public buildings around the country. But I'm not to be trusted. I'm not to be trusted to know that. That's the insidious nature of this current political class. I'm not to be trusted to know this. They know better. They'll tell a shopkeeper what food to sell. They'll tell a shopkeeper that he can't sell menthol cigarettes. They'll tell you and your neighbor that this art that's been in City Hall for how many years did we say? 86? 86 years. 86 years is, is not suitable. We must do something to, uh, to countermand it. We must put new art alongside it to display our current sensibilities. No, you don't, you fools. You're miserable fools. And it's dangerous. Because, link it back to the mystery. You can't bring about the mystery which is bringing about a country that is not the United States that we know. You can't bring about the mystery until you eliminate history. And what ultimate document will these types of people go after for purposes of bringing about the mystery? You've been at the University of Garage Logic now for years. Many what years. ultimately will be under attack? The uh, Constitution. The Constitution. They're gonna, they want it to be a living and breathing. Because uh, those were document. just those were just <clears throat> white people. Yeah, who slave cre- owners who who created the best country in the that could ever be created. Hmm. This is a this is a shame. This is an absolute shame. So, what happens when they when they get when they get rid of it? What it is? What are what are we to think that we never? I mean, not that those are bad, but when they when they whitewash it, are we to think that we never we were without sin? We are to. Uh, did I mean? Did we have different uh, drinking fountains for uh, uh, what at the time they called the colored people? Uh, not not in uh, not around here, to my knowledge. Okay. 
but that's neither here nor there. That's not depicted in this artwork. This artwork is of a is of a school of art. It it it, it had nothing to do with being demeaning to anyone. But look at that's what we're talking about now. So I'm falling into that trap. Well, the you're not falling into any trap. That what what you need to remember is that a you're not trusted to think for yourself. Right. Okay, and the more that happens, the more you've lost your liberties. That's and that's where the mystery's taking us. We are we have on the St. Paul City Council some really poorly educated in the liberal sense of the word, some really poorly educated people who believe that the uh, that their virtue signals such enlightenment on their part that they need to tell you that you should be offended or to tell your black neighbor you should be offended by this. Hmm. Well, the hell I am. I'm not offended by it. I know exactly what it was. I know exactly from whence it sprang. But I, I'm having my... If, if thinking for myself is a cherished liberty, would, would you agree with that? Yes. Thinking for yourself is a cherished liberty. That's being taken from us. I'm being told what to think. Yeah. That's, that's coming right from the failed academy. Or, or if I say... Well, we didn't have slave owners. That guy was just—he was working on the on the river, like all sorts of. No, you're wrong. It it should be. It, it's it's this. It's not what you're thinking. Yeah. And again, if you're going to condemn a, a painting that's of a school of art, Art Deco, of a black porter uh, carrying bags onto a train. Well, I'm sorry. That's what black porters did for many many years. If if that's your concern then I'm being very serious when I say you, you'll have to disallow portraits of trains from the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Because clearly the only thing you associate with that train is the fact that black people worked on the trains. Good luck, St. Paul. It's only a matter of time. We saw it yesterday. Dorchester, Massachusetts had to apologize because the historical society were dreaming of a white Dorchester or something to that effect, mm -hmm. meaning a, a white Christmas, obviously. And, of course, the uh, the great unwashed went after them. It's only a matter of time, I predict, that the uh, government will mandate that all copies of A White Christmas by Irving Berlin, a Jewish European immigrant, uh, will have to be destroyed. And I don't know why anyone would doubt me when you when you can link it clearly to this beautiful artwork in a in a uh, in a gorgeous building that's on the National Register of Historic Places, and not a single one of them has the courage to push back against their peers. Not a single one has the courage to say, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, are you nuts?" This art is entirely common in public buildings throughout the United States. I don't care if you like it or you don't like it. This is what it was. And look at how far we've come, and we better never forget that. Not a one of them has that ability. Who just showed up? We're mad, We're mad again today, huh? Yeah, but you don't even know why. Uh, I heard a little bit. You couldn't hear the podcast. You were down in the lunchroom. Stuffing your pie hole with taco meat. <laughs> oh, I got the tricky club. Um, I didn't hear yesterday's podcast on the way in. I do have one question for you. Here I am. Just exactly how long does it take 
to get to Mars. <laughs> Six months, smartass. Yep. And it depends how fast you go. It's in the, in the first sentence of my story. Johnny's so gun shy, he didn't even show up today. No, he's, he's, he's very uh, chagrined. He's nursing his wounds. Yeah. That was right. so funny. <laughs> 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead. Those are the National Safety Council injury facts from our nation's highways in 2015. Are you letting your emotions get the best of you? This isn't a Formula One race out here, people. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are your family members, friends, and neighbors. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. Do you get anxious when you're driving? Not really any need to. Do you yell or honk at other drivers that make you angry? That's emotions taking over. Don't let your emotions take control. Do you uh, try to retaliate to even the score for another driver's actions? That'll never serve you any good. Stop it. The National Safety Council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56% of fatal crashes, and emotions cause the aggressive driving. Don't become a statistic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Make it home safe tonight. Hey, Gumption County. The Great Living Americans want to remind you to stop by their lot for all your Christmas tree needs. Don't worry, there'll be a roaring fire to keep you warm on the outside and a little something to keep you warm on the inside, if you know what I mean. The Great Living Americans invite you to celebrate Christmas with your friends, neighbors, and family. Hay rides nightly now through Christmas Eve and cut your own specials with chainsaws and axes available. We'll even tie it on your car for you. If you don't care to cut your own, one of the great living Americans will be more than happy to point out our top-of-the-line Fraser firs, balsams, and scotch pines. That's the great living American tree lot, located in the St. McLaren's Church lot across from Louis Cardinal Station. Kenny, how's business been at the Krabby Coffee Shop? Uh, very happy. Was it? Very, very happy. Yeah, this is the kind of weather that drives people into the Krabby Coffee Shop. Uh, yeah, but don't stay long. I've uh, I've instituted, I, I hit a timer for every time a customer comes in. <laughs> right. Boom, I start the timer. Yeah. Like when people are playing chess, you got to hit the... They've got 90 seconds get them to, the get, hell out of to there. get the yeah. hell out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Collect your stuff and get the hell You can up. stay if you read a paper, but you can't stay and work on your uh, iPad or your phone. Laptop, okay. Yeah. yeah. But you have to stand because there's only one table and two stools. So yeah. if you're going to read your stupid paper, stand over in the corner. All right. Uh, have you ever seen a big cow, Kenny? <laughs> Boy, have I, Joe. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> we uh, had a story of a big cow on yesterday's show. Uh, no, you didn't. Yes, we did. No, it was two days ago. It's two days ago. <laughs> right. Well, it's the big cow's back in the news. How long does it take to get to? Are you sure it wasn't yesterday? <laughs> no, I'm positive. I just got done listening to yesterday. There was no big cow news. <laughs> no, huh. no. Well, it's a cow in Australia, uh, and we were quite uh, taken with the charm of this story. Uh, the cow is uh, picture Kenny, uh, ten uh, uh, cocker spaniels. And then a cocker spaniel the size of a single car garage standing oh. am, am, among them. Wow. That's how big this cow is. How'd that happen? Seven feet tall. Hormones. 
Well, we we were terribly uh, charmed by the story because the, the cow is so big, big it, is its it? life was to be spared because it doesn't fit in the uh, in the wherever they got to take him to turn him into steaks and stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a steer actually. Well, whatever. Yeah. Okay, we, Dr. Farmall. He always looks for the good parts right away. We well, it turns out it tur- it's six feet, four inches. It turns out it's suffering from a disease. Oh, no. It's not going to stop growing. It's, oh, cool. It, it suffers from gigantism. Cool. Yeah, and it'll keep growing until the body can no longer cope with the monstrous proportions. So it'll explode, basically. We need to create wow. a, bedding, uh, a bedding sheet, how, just how tall it'll get. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? I'm okay. picturing the, the, the girl from Willy Wonka that eats the... Oh, Violet. Violet. Yeah. <laughs> Gigantism is caused by the continued secretion of growth hormone by the pituitary gland, and that leads to a characteristic of uh, big feet, jaws, and foreheads, as well as continuous growth. Uh, vets also have pointed out that steers such as Nickers, that's the name of this fella, Nickers, grow to be far larger than bulls as they have been castrated at a young age and do not go through the hormonal changes that prevent bulls growing bigger. Is this what the disease that Rookie has? Yeah. But it was just my head. You get bigger every time I see you. But, geez, now I feel <laughs> I feel kind of uh, sad that uh, the poor guy is going to suffer out. going to suffer a bad well, end. Do we know? Well, all cows do. But is it in pain now? Does this cause it any pain? I, that's a good question. Uh, I, I don't know that we uh, we can establish that. I think, Rook, this cow needs Metafast weight control centers. Yeah, slim her down. They brought in the celebrity vet, Dr. Chris Brown. Uh, but Dr. Brown uh, says uh, doesn't uh, give Celebrity. us any indication that he thinks Nickers is suffering at the moment. Nickers is actually uh, he thinks he's pulled one over on the on the herd because he doesn't have to become a burger. Right, he's just oh, trying he to blend will. in. He will. No, he will. no, they're going to let him. Well, first of all, well, he's going to eat a, gig- a burger that has gigantism juice in it. Yeah. I'm not. Secretion? Secretions? I do. Let's I don't like that word. word. For that. Yeah, That's a bad leg that. name, yeah. isn't it? It is. Secretion. <laughs> Where are you? We're on the East Shore of Secretion yeah, up it there. It comes right out of pus. Oh. It comes right out of pus. It flows into ointment. Uh. <laughs> That's connected to blood and infection. Yeah, you got to be careful up there. Such mm-hmm. cows are dumb, dumb animals. I, had a, I came across a cow about a month or so ago uh, in the woods. A wayward cow got away from a, a local farmer. And uh, I let it be, and it was still there a week later, so I decided to chase it home. It had the option of taking uh, what you would call a forest road, a road we have through the woods. Sure. And it was on the forest road. I started walking it home, pushing it, yelling at, you know, let's go, let's go. Yeah! The idiot goes right into the brush and walks the brush the entire way home. (laughs) He's got a road five feet to his right. (laughs) He has the option of climbing a steep hill or taking the road around the hill where you stay flat. He took the hill. How did you know where this cow belonged? The owner finally called. Oh. Yeah. Have you seen my cow? <laughs> exactly. Are you grilling in your underwear? That's exactly Again? it. Yeah. You know. I'll be right over. We don't have a cow. <laughs> yeah. right. And I chased it uh, right back to his farmyard and uh, let it go. Well, how'd the car, cow, cow get out? That's the one of the great mysteries of all Kenny, time. Kenny, is it true that it, when it's about to rain, the cows gather near the fence? Uh, the I haven't heard that one. It's a far side tale. cartoon. Yeah. Usually, it's in the dead of summer when they're all grouped up together next to a fence. They're trying to uh, fight off the flies. Mm-hmm. But maybe I don't know. Well, that shows you how dumb they are because the fence uh, has big holes in it, and the flies can go right through. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> 
You're right. <laughs> now, do you have uh, cows on your ranch or no, farm or whatever the no. hell you call this fantasy place you think no. you have in ja- the woods? Jackass Ranch. Jackass Ranch. <laughs> no, no, no cattle, no animals. Say, uh, I know it doesn't do any good on a podcast, but call on your traffic expertise. Uh, we just succumb to this stuff, don't we? It just, we can't get around. If you're afraid to drive, especially in today's conditions, you have no business being on the road. Mm-hmm. I exited west or eastbound 694 to southbound 35W. The lady in front of me backed it down to 30 miles per hour. Dear mm-hmm. God. That ramp had patchy, wet spots. Mm-hmm. No ice, all dry. And uh, as I blew by her, as soon as I had a lane, she was uh, she was cursing me out. Well, we we were debating whether space management's required. It, it could be as warm as 40 tomorrow. That will get rid of this stuff. Yeah, that'll be gone. Yeah. Especially if you've partially kind of give it a little it, help. Yeah, kind of half-assed it away. It'll, it'll what we do at my house is we load up all the snow in a, in a uh, truck and yeah. we drive over to the, <laughs> the city council president's house and dump it on her there front door. <laughs> she's willing to pay the city to clear her. Are you aware of a council a woman in your town named Lisa Bender? Yeah, she's the one. Oh. I think it's one hundred and forty-nine dollars a shot. She she is a very remiss in getting her walk seven shot. times. Yeah. Are you in the Wedge neighborhood? No, but I know the neighborhood. Isn't that where she is in the Wedge neighborhood? Yeah, no, I'm down by. Uh, I'm down by. He's the, over by the rink. The blue collar people. Mm-hmm. He's over by the rink. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving, Kenny? It was wonderful. Yeah. Were you all by yourself grilling outside? Uh, no, my family came up. Wow. Yeah. Cooked the bird and the whole deal. The whole deal. Wow. A lot of fun. That's ate, pretty interesting. Ate some pie. Oh, you got to eat. Pie. You don't have any topics today. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I getting grilled? Because you know what? Let's get angry. Let about you take the load off me. I just was angry for the last forty minutes talking about the. We gotta make changes. Yeah. This is no damn good. <laughs> you know, up. as long as you're never here, when you are here, it takes a bit of the burden off me to grill you. When I'm here, I would prefer happy stories only. Because I'm, I'm easily the happiest person in America when these did, days. When did this change? Uh, as soon as I moved up north. You said that you have issues, that you're uh, violently hostile to people, that you don't trust anyone. I I walk around on a daily basis going, I can't believe how happy I am, really? how lucky I am. What new drug are you on? <laughs> no drugs, yeah. baby. Let's yeah. let him finish this club, huh? All right. We'll be All back. Right. The next click, there'll be more GarageLogic.com podcast.